Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful morning, for this glorious morning, a morning of joy, a morning, Lord, when we remember that Christ is born, as we have just sung. Lord, we praise you um, for the whole story as we've just been singing these hymns about the Savior, we remember that Christ has come, is incarnate, is wrapped in flesh. God come to us so that that body can bleed and die on a cross to cover our sin. You took our place in Christ and bore the punishment that we deserve for our sin, our rebellion. And Lord, that body rose up from the dead, conquering death. And that body is poised to return, as we have just sung as well. Father, thank you for this greatest story. Father, as we turn now uh, to your word, God, we pray that um, even today, you would make familiar words brand new. Thank you, Lord, for the glorious grace that we have received through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen. Would you open to Luke chapter 2, and friends, I'm calling an audible. You can go and have a seat. We're going to move to the word. Um, Luke chapter 2. What I want to do this morning is have a guided conversation through this very familiar text. Luke chapter 2. So, if I started this, we could probably recite the whole chapter together and do pretty well at probably not missing many verses or words uh, as we do it because it's so familiar to us. Um, But what I want to do is begin reading Luke chapter 2. We're going to read 1 through 20, but I'm going to pause in a couple of places So we can ponder, like Mary, ponder these things in our hearts. Maybe talk a little bit about the truth that's there, okay? So Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. Uh, if you were here last night at the 8 o'clock, I, I, I preached very briefly on this, but can you imagine what would happen if in our country the government said, every house, we need to recount. And so every household, you need to go to the origin town of the head of your household. Let's just not say every person, just the head of each household. You've got to go to the town of your origin. You must do this. We will compel you to do this, and you must do it now. Ready, go. Can you imagine the absolute chaos? Every system set up in this country would not only be overloaded, but paralyzed. And can you imagine the basest of human nature in that chaos? And the exploitation and the homelessness and all, I mean, just, if you start thinking about that, you you could go to very dark places very quickly. 
I mean, an entire nation migrating at the same time. I have this romantic picture of a man leading a donkey with a woman dressed in blue. Don't you? This idyllic, yeah, there's a lot of people out on the road, but Guys, this is utter chaos. This is chaos. All right. Verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee to the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Pause. Think about the Christmas story from the scriptures. Luke 1 and 2, Matthew chapter 1. What names of people and angels are revealed to us. What names do you know? Think about the Christmas story. Who do you know as part of that Christmas story? Gabriel. Mary. Herod. Joseph. Who else? Elizabeth. Zechariah. Six. Who? Simeon. Anna. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? I made the list this morning. I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> the star of the show. How can we forget that guy? Anybody else? No names. We need names. John. St. John. That's 10. Who? Caesar. Caesar Augustus and? Quirinius. That's 12. There are 12 named people in the birth narratives of Jesus. And you know what? Around this time of year, you know, we, we hear Mary, did you know? And David doesn't count because he's a historical figure. He's not present in the text. He's the son of David. There's other names, but there are 12 people at that time, living who are named in the, in the birth story. You know, when sometimes we, th- we think about, what would it be like to be Mary? I'd probably preach sermons about this. Imagine that you were Mary. Or what would it be like to be Joseph? And those are, those are nice thought exercises. There's a lot there for about faith and commitment and obedience to God and all of that stuff. But you know what the reality is? No woman in here will ever be asked by God to do what Mary did. You just won't. And there's no man in here who will ever be asked Uh, by God to do what Joseph did. You won't, because we ain't them. This is like once. This happened one time, right? And and it's kind of true for all of these other named characters. Like, we can wonder about what it would be like to be, but at the end of the day, we will never be. So it's kind of not that valuable, really, of a thought experiment. The great 
principles for patience and obedience and what it's like to be under duress and still um, follow God. But there are those groups. There's magi, there's angels, and there's shepherds. Let's think about shepherds just for a minute. Shepherds are different than all those other named people. We don't know any of their names. Now, we have a running dad joke in my family. Haste is one of them. They went with haste (laughs) later. I'm saying that's a guy's name. That's just my theory. It's not, but it's a dad thing. Um, But we don't know any of their names. We know some things about shepherds of this time. They're ordinary. They're working class. They're sometimes on the rabbi's naughty list and sometimes on the nice list. And by that I mean the the rabbis don't know what to do with shepherds because they're ceremonially unclean because they're out in the fields, they're handling all kinds of different things. So sometimes they're on these lists of people who are not allowed to come to the temple. Other times the rabbis rule, well, if they do the cleansing stuff, they'll be okay. So, but, you know, there's a stigma. Whether they're on the naughty or nice list kind of doesn't matter. If they made one naughty list, well, I don't know. It's not really a profession. If not born into it, you don't want your sons and daughters to go into it. It's that kind of thing. Um, they're kind of thought to be on the fringes of decent society. It is to that group of men and women that the good news is first proclaimed. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 9, look at verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. I've never read it like that in worship, but maybe we should if we know who shepherds are. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring who? You. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The good news of great joy is for them. Ordinary, nameless, working class people. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Did anybody get, um, I I am very well aware that there are probably out there presents yet to be opened. And every child here is looking at their watch and going, (laughs) Pastor Jeff, let's go, pal. Let's go, buddy. Any nicely wrapped presents in your life uh, last night or today? Some people have a knack for it, wrapping them up. Uh, 
Anybody, does anybody here, Dale, I bet you do this. Do, do you crease the edges of your packages? Yes, you do. I knew it! I knew it! Al, you're the man, the little trick, guys. You want it to be just sharp? Mm, just run your fingers down the edges, crisp. Yeah, with, with bows, sometimes the, the ribbon around. Um, some people really know how to wrap presents. This sign that is for them, the shepherds, it's a wrapped up present. It's a wrapped up baby. And, you know, this is a sign um, that Herod might not understand if the angels came to Herod. Certainly Augustus wouldn't understand it because this isn't what the Romans did with their babies. But it's a sign for the ordinary people. The shepherds, the peasants. When the angel says, this is going to be the sign to you, you're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger, the shepherds would go, that's what we do with our babies. I know that. We wrap them up, and we put them in the safest place in the, in the house. We can go into that. I can do some teaching on that, but not now. There, there, are, there are places designated that are mangers that are the safest place the baby can't roll a wrapped up baby just like our own babies this savior has come to take notice of them the ordinary nameless people to be just like them see the savior is for us a savior like us a savior for us a Savior who is God, who is one of us. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the design that we lost, this peace with God that Jesus, through faith in Christ, has regained. Peace, shalom, wholeness with God. Glory to God for that. When the angels went away, notice the actions of the shepherds. Uh, uh, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord made known to us. And they went with haste. There he is. There he is. And fa- you're, you'll never read that again the same way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have put that in your mind. <laughs> Just a little Sorry. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Look at what the shepherds do. The shepherds, when they see the sign that the angels had said, what do they do? They go and tell the good news. They see it. Salvation has come. Peace with God has come. I'm no longer a nameless ordinary. I am one who belongs to the creator of the universe through this baby. He knows my name. I belong to him. Go and tell the good news. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen 
as it had been told them. May we be like them. For all of us who have received this gift, this wrapped up baby, who have seen our salvation, who know Christ, may we go and tell and may we worship and praise. May that be our lifestyle, going and telling and worshiping and praising. Because God has come near and he has included you in his life and in the story of redemption that he is bringing onto the world. Praise his name. Let's pray. Father, thank you that um, there are nameless, ordinary people in this historical narrative of the birth of your son. God, we praise you that you are our amazing father who has come near to us in Christ. Salvation is born. Father, thank you that you... uh, have included us in your life and in your story, and we get to go and tell and worship and praise you. May we, in the midst of the day, in the traditions that we all have, in the places we're going to go to in just a few minutes, in the presents that are yet to be opened, in the food that is yet to be eaten, in the people that are yet to be visited and loved, may we right now burrow into the one has come that we might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus, our Savior. Jesus, we praise you. Amen.